Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Welcome to the to the show. Today we're going to be talking about Martin Luther King and his relationship with Planned Parenthood. Yesterday here in the country, we uh, celebrated the uh, holiday of MLK Day, or they call it King Day, or Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Day. He was a a Protestant Baptist preacher, and uh, just like all of us, I, I think he was a man of goodwill. He believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, but he definitely had some skeletons in the closet. And this is something new to me. I didn't know his nexus with plan, with uh, Planned Parenthood. Uh, a, an article was written by a good friend of mine named David Gray. Uh, he's a black Catholic, and he's just he's one of those truth tellers. He doesn't he just lets the chips fall where they may. He just he's just uh, committed his life to telling the truth. And it's it's an incredible article on one Peter five dot com called Martin Luther King and Planned Parenthood. It was an eye popping article. I never knew this part of his life. Paul, welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, we're ready to go. Yeah, Jess, uh, good to be here. And, uh, you know, sad uh, that we have to even discuss this topic, uh, you know, uh, you know, in relation to the fact that, uh, you know, his, his birthday was just celebrated. But the reality is, is uh, uh, we have to be committed to speaking truth. And uh, uh, again, um, for me, what this shows me, Jess, it shows me that when you embrace the fullness of the faith, and what I mean by that, every Catholic out there knows what I'm talking about. We, The Catholic Church represents the fullness of the faith. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you know, the potential for you to have a balanced view on things is, mm. is, is, is there. Versus when you have a version of the Christian faith that is segmented, that, you know, that they're, they're elements of the truth that best uh, your outlook or your worldview then begins to reflect that. And I think this is the case here. I think that, uh, as you know, um, you know, as an example, uh, Catholics have to be open to life, right? God's right. command in the garden was be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth. Well, um, uh, Protestants readily uh, accept contraceptives, and you know, and and and, and as you're going to see here, here's a situation where a man embracing the Protestant faith uh, is tied to his acceptance of actual abortion. Yeah, and the reason is, is again, probably through no fault of his own, he was just born into that Protestant tradition. Which which moral theology has departed from the Catholic faith. Before we jump into this article, let me just say at the outset that all Protestants were along with Catholics. They were with us on the issue that birth control was something that was intrinsically evil. Up until nineteen about nineteen thirty five, it was called at the seventh Lambeth seventh Lambeth Conference. Uh, run by the Protestants, the Anglicans, the Episcopalians, they're the ones yes. that first caved in on the issue of abortion. I, I mean, contraception. And, and from that point, it was a domino effect. The rest of the Protestant denominations just fell in line. 
And the Catholic yep. Church has always said since the first century. Uh, hey, in fact, it's funny. It's even Martin Luther, the the heretic, the reformer, the deformer. Even he wrote about artificial contraception, and he he equated it to sodomy because it was a sterile, mm. barren act. Uh, mm. So yeah, he he got it right, Martin Luther. Uh, the, the reformer, but Martin Luther King, uh, he got it wrong. Here's what the article yeah. says. Yeah. yeah I just want to throw one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> one thing in there, Jess. Now, just because we say that, you know, uh, the Catholic Church has it right in, you know, when you embrace the fullness of the faith, it does not, you know, uh, mean that all Catholics are doing what they should be doing. In exactly. fact, I read some statistics that said 25% of the abortions that, that occur, uh, the people are self-professed Catholics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. We're, li- we're, seeing the great, we're seeing the great apostasy that St. Paul spoke about, the mass rejection yes. of Christianity by Catholics, the one true church and the one true religion. Yeah. So <clears throat> David writes here, by the time Martin Luther King Jr. had taken a seat in 1960, on Planned Parenthood's committee on the study of contraception, his views on how artificial birth control could be used to reduce black family size were well known throughout the U.S. King had been recommended to join the committee by the accomplished and influential Morehouse University sociology professor Walter Chivers, who had twice written to his former student in October and November asking him to become a member. For his part, Shivers had volunteered with the Planned Parenthood Federation of America for 16 years and vouched for the organization's integrity, honesty, and complete lack of racial prejudice. On November 5, 1960, Martin Luther King Jr. wrote back to Professor Shivers, saying, quote, After giving the matter serious consideration, I am happy to say that it will be possible for me to serve on the sponsoring committee of the new study being made by Planned Parenthood Federation of America, I must say that the decision was based on your high recommendation of this agency. Of course, I have always been deeply interested and sympathetic with the total work of the Planned Parenthood Federation. So you may feel right. To, uh, so you may feel free to write Miss Snyder concerning my acceptance. Of course, King had been deeply interested in and sympathetic with the total work of the Planned Parenthood Foundation Federation, because, as I will explain below, the use of eugenics to reduce the black population in America had long been the position of much of the black elite, black bourgeois class since the early 1900s. And here's a surprise me, Paul. I didn't know that Martin Luther King was part of the black elite, black, uh, black uh, bourgeois class. I thought he was the rank and file blue collar guy that was, uh, as they say in the streets, down for the people. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> Go ahead, share the name. Yeah. Yeah, Martin Luther King Jr.'s close relationship with Planned Parenthood Federation and his admiration of the work of the famed eugenicist Margaret Sanger was put on full display when the organization awarded him Dr. Carl G. Hartman, uh, General H. Draper Jr., and President Lyndon Baines Johnson with their inaugural, inaugural Margaret Sanger Award given to individuals of distinction and recognition in recognition of excellence and leadership in furthering reproductive health and reproductive rights. <laughs> but his courageous resistance to bigotry and his lifelong dedication to the advancement of social justice and human dignity, his wife, Coretta Scott King, 
accepted the award on his behalf on May 5th, 1966, a speech written by award reception. Uh, and in the speech written by award reception, Martin Luther King gives Sanger's Eugenics and Negro Project the credit for the success of the nonviolent civil rights movement. Wow. Uh, once again, Jess, it's a right, you see, uh, the, the, this idea to, uh, to uh, destroy the lives, uh, literally kill millions of babies is considered a civil right. And, but we are, it's no surprise here. We've known that for a while. The left has yeah. continually, uh, that's what they tout. That's right. Go ahead. Uh, it says, there's a striking kinship between our movement. Uh, this is what Martin Luther King wrote. Uh, Junior. He writes, there's a striking kinship between our movement and Margaret Sanger's early efforts. She, like we, saw the horrifying conditions of ghetto life. Like we, we know that all society is poisoned by cancerous slums. Like we, she was a direct actionist, a nonviolent resistor. She was willing to accept sworn and, uh, sworn and abuse until the truth she saw was revealed to the millions. At the, see, look at this blind spot in this Protestant theology here. It's just total blindness on Luther's part, Martin Luther. Mm -hmm. At the turn of the century, she went into the slums and set up a birth control clinic. And for this deed, she went to jail because she was violating an unjust law. Yet the years have justified her actions. She launched a movement which is obeying a higher law to preserve human life under human conditions. Margaret Sanger had to commit what was, take, what was then called a crime in order to enrich humanity and today we honor her courage and vision, for without them, there would have been no beginning. Our sure beginning mm. in the struggle for equality by nonviolent direct action may not have been so resolute without the tradition established by Margaret Sanger and people like her. Negroes have no mere academic nor ordinary interest in family planning. They have a special and urgent concern. Let me just define a term because it keeps coming up in the article the term eugenics. The term eugenics was first coined in the 19th century. Eugenics is the science and the practice of, according to the left, of improving the quality of human race through population control and through yeah. controlled reproduction. Again, the eugenicists like uh, Margaret Sanger and Martin Luther King, they believe that the human race can be improved uh, again through abortion, through contraception and by depopulation methods. The you know, you know Jess, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, I just wanted to add something to what you just said. This idea of eugenics, there's a positive aspect of it and a negative aspect that they like to point out. And the positive aspect would say, oh, we're just trying to encourage those who are healthy in society to, you know, reproduce as much as possible. Sounds like the whole uh, the Aryan uh, race that Hitler tried to develop. Right. Uh, you know, versus, you know, uh, uh, the depopulation of what they call idiots and uh, people who uh, are not uh, desired. Uh, and they said, you know, they've done a lot to try to uh, focus in on Sanger's reputation and, and put things out on the Internet saying, oh, this is false news and we're misquoting. No, we're not. You can just read the, the full articles and you'll, you'll, you'll understand exactly what she was all about. Jesus 911 will continue talking about eugenics, depopulation, Martin Sanger, and Martin Luther King, who's part of it. Now, back to Jesus 911.
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, Lord, come to our assistance. Lord, make haste to help us. Psalm 69, verse 2. That's what the show is, is, uh, is named after, Psalm 69, verse 2, because we want everybody listening to this show to call on the name of Jesus frequently. In fact, in the month of January in the Catholic Church, it's dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. Call upon his name throughout the day. Do it with faith, hope, and love. We're talking about Martin, uh, Reverend Martin Luther King, uh, a Baptist minister, Margaret Sanger, uh, the, whole, the whole eugenics movement, and, uh, and Planned Parenthood as well. The article by David Gray, a good friend of the show, he says, In 1966, this was a well-developed position by Martin Luther King Jr., uh, talking about eugenics, which again was grounded in where his peers in Sigma, in, in Sigma Pi Phi and other black bourgeois educators and physicians would have also held at the time, and they still hold that position today. In his advice for a living column published by Ebony Magazine in 1957, uh, Martin Luther King demonstrates his thoughts in continuity with the black uh, bourgeois on the necessity of the use of artificial contraception to reduce black American population. He called it rationally and morally justifiable. He was asked this question, and here's how he responded. Question, we have seven children and another one is on the way. Our four-room apartment is bursting at the seams and living, and living space in Harlem is at a premium. I have suggested to my husband that we practice birth control, but he says that when God thinks we have enough children, he will put a stop to it. I've tried to reason with him, but he says that birth control is sinful. Is he right? Martin Luther King Jr.'s answer, of course, which is a Baptist Protestant answer, he says, I do not think it is correct to argue that birth control is sinful. It is a serious mistake to suppose that it is a religious act to allow nature to have its way in the sex life. The truth is that the natural order is given us not as an absolute finality, but as something to be guided and controlled. In the case of birth control, the real question at issue is that between rational control and resort to chance. Another thing that must be said is that changes in social and economic conditions make smaller families desirable, if not necessary. As you suggest, the limited quarters available in our large cities and the high cost of living preclude such large families as were common a century or so ago. A final consideration is that women must be considered as more than breeding machines. It is true that the primary obligation of the woman is that of motherhood. But an intelligent mother wants it to be a responsible motherhood, a motherhood to which she has given her consent, not a motherhood due to impulse and to chance. And this means birth control in some, in some form. All of these factors seem to me to make birth control rationally and morally justifiable. Close quote. Those are the words penned by Martin Luther King Jr., Here's just my comment. Uh, Martin Luther King was a victim of being morally morally malformed by, by the Protestant gospel, uh, which, which obviously he was a Protestant minister. Because the Protestants, uh, they all agreed with the Catholic Church that birth control was intrinsically evil. Even Martin Luther and Calvin had strong words against contraception, damning words against contraception. All Protestants did until 1930 at the Seventh Lambeth Conference held by the Episcopalians. When the Episcopalians caved in, from there, all the other Protestant denominations started caving in like dominoes. Then, uh, 
after the civil rights movement, as a result of seeing that uh, Martin Luther King was very friendly with Planned Parenthood, guess what happened? The U.S. Supreme Court, people don't know this, in America, it was illegal to use contraception up until 1968. Mm. After, after Martin Luther King basically uh, attached himself at the hip with Planned Parenthood during the civil rights movement, what happened, the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, there was a, a case that was brought to the U.S. Supreme Court by none other than Hugh Hefner, the founder of Playboy. And mm. I, Hugh, Hugh Hefner founded Playboy in 1955. So he, he's the one that uh, he, he, he filed the legal brief or he funded the legal brief for his lawyers to take this case. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court. And guess what? The U.S. Supreme Court cited in 1968, the case was called Griswold versus Connecticut, the U.S. Supreme Court legalized birth control in America for the first time. And with the mm. legalization of birth control, Hugh Hefner became a multimillionaire. That's the backdrop to all of this that most people don't know. And yes, so for clarification, you're talking about the Episcopal Church, the Anglican Church. You mean yeah. the same ones that just uh, uh, ordained a trans bishop, correct? That's the same denomination. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a slip, a slippery slope that it is. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, I don't mean to, to make light of it, Jess, no, no, but it no. just goes to show you a slippery slope that it is. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Go ahead, take the next paragraph. Yeah, yeah. as a final proof of evidence that Martin Luther King Jr. was an artificial contraception eugenicist, we find in an undated letter to a Mr. Hawkins, King writes... It is true that illegitimate birth rates are higher among Negroes than whites, as is borne out of, as is borne out in recent surveys and studies. Consequently, I have often, both publicly and privately, advocated the wider use of birth control methods in order to reduce the illegitimacy races, the illeg the illegitimacy races, and the consequences. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, right. It is my hope that federal and state governments will begin to appropriate large sums to educate people to the need for such devices. Emphasis added. Wow. <laughs> well, um, let me just mention something. Let me make a comment here. Uh, here's the facts. Today, blacks are killed through abortion at a much higher rate than any other race or nationality. In fact, well, four to four to one. It's four to one, roughly, from blacks to whites. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Uh, black Americans make up about thirteen percent of the U.S. population, and about fifty percent of the abortions that are committed in abortion clinics are black fetuses, black babies, and so it's it's not um, mm. it's not. Margaret Sanger knew exactly what she was doing with her, let me cough here, Negro Extermination Project, okay? Yeah. And the sad part is, Paul, is she even said it in her writings, she's going to get the educated black pastors and politicians to push this upon the rank and file. And guess what? Mission accomplished. Yeah, I saw something, Jess, out there on the net that uh, where they, uh, again, they were trying to fact check. And they said, you know, Margaret Sanger is often misquoted. Or, you know, they'll pull it out of context. 
and, and you know her own words and you know they're basically saying it's fake news but if you right. go back and you read the entire there's nothing fake about it uh this is just their attempt to try to um you know save face in the fact that they hail her as some type of a hero she's no uh, her view, and you know, they try to cast her as oh, she was just a woman of her times. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, Roosevelt and others, you know, uh, prominent people, you know, held to similar positions. I say I'm calling malarkey, malarkey. It's all malarkey. She uh, she was definitely uh, problematic in her thinking, and it's sad because uh, let's look at the results. What is the fruit of her labors? Well. That's, uh, you know, the, again, 12 percent. Uh, actually, since blacks make up 12 to 13 percent of the population, that means six percent, uh, roughly six percent of them happen to be women. So six percent of the U.S. population are getting 50 percent of the bo- abortions. Wow. That is. Yeah, that is eye opening. I'll tell you what Margaret Sanger has unleashed upon America, Paul. She's uh, she's conjured up and unleashed the demon god Moloch from the Old Testament. Mm. He was that ritual, ritual that 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 god lowercase. He's actually a demon, obviously, right. uh, the demon of child murder that many uh, the Phoenicians, the Carthaginians, the Canaanites, uh, you know, the Philistines. Manasseh. <laughs> yeah, they would uh, they, they would offer their children as a sacrifice to this demon god Moloch who would reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name. And that's what, that's what Margaret Sanger has unleashed upon America. That, that demon god is alive and well here. King's violence against women. The article says it would not be until three months after Martin King Luther Jr.'s assassination that Pope Paul VI would promulgate his encyclical Humanae Vitae in which he rightly prophesied that some of the consequences of artificial contraception would be, would be quote, Number one, this 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 course of action would could open wide the way for marital infidelity and a general lowering of moral standards. Okay, check that box <laughs> off. Adultery through the roof. Number yeah. number two, he said, young the young who are uh, who are so exposed to temptation need incentives to keep the moral law, and it is an evil. Contraception is an evil uh, thing to make it easy for them to break that law. Three, Paul 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 VI was prophetic in this instance. Uh, He says, man who grows accustomed to the use of contraceptive methods may forget the reverence due to a woman and disregarding her physical and emotional equilibrium, reduce her to being a mere instrument for the satisfaction of his own desires, no longer considering her as his partner whom whom he should surround with care and affection. And number four, Pope Paul VI says, oh no, that that was, those are the three, the three points he made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. D- David Gray writes, well, check I that appreci- box. yeah, check that box off too. While I appreciate the hopeful idea that we can compartmentalize Martin Luther King Jr.'s belief in artificial contraception eugenics, the fact of the matter is that King himself did not make that distinction. On the contrary, as is proven by his own words, King viewed artificial contraception as a vital component of the civil rights movement and Margaret Sanger as a progenitor, progenitor of that same movement. Moreover, we cannot wholly dismiss the FBI's and wiretapped evidence about Martin Luther King Jr., which demonstrates a long record of the civil rights leader particip- particip- participating in adultery, rapes, solicitation of prostitutes, and orgies with women. This affirms that King became the very man that Pope Paul VI prophesied. 
that contraception believing believing men like him would be. Certainly, when it comes to ethics and motives, the FBI does not have the best interests of all Americans, but that does not invalidate what their arguably unconstitutional wiretaps reveal about who Martin Luther King Jr. was when he thought that he was outside of the public scrutiny. As the old saying goes, uh, what is character? Character is what you do when nobody is looking. Paul? Yeah, and there's a a scripture verse that comes to mind, and it and it, it, you know, be sure your sin will find you out. Mm. You know, uh, listen. And again, I, I, I take no joy. You know, no, me in, neither. In, in, in speaking these things, but you know, history. It's like going to a funeral, Jess. Have you ever gone to a funeral where they actually talk bad about the person that they're burying? No, I mean, I, I've never. I've been to lots of funerals, and, and, and even you know, the, all, the bad guy, even when they're bad guys. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we'll pick it up on the other side of the break. <laughs> Jesus 911, we're talking about Margaret Sanger, Martin Luther King, that nexus that existed between the civil rights leader and Planned Parenthood. We'll be right back. Now. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. Martin Luther King and Planned Parenthood by David Gray. Uh, he's a he's a good friend of the show. He's a black Catholic. And uh, this guy is just one of those absolute truth tellers. He pulls no punches. Uh, I've spoken with him in a lot of conferences around the country. He's a he's a joy to be around. I just uh, we, we're just kindred spirits because this man is just unafraid uh, to to call a spade a spade. He talks here about King's violence against women. Uh, no, no, uh, Margaret Sanger and the Black uh, Burge, how do you bourgeois. How do you say Bourgeois, bourgeois. There you go, bourgeois. One of the myths in the historical grievance litany that is passed down in black American community is that everything bad that has happened to blacks is because of racist white Americans. That myth is supported by an entire web of lies, rewritten history, victim narratives, federal laws and programs, scholarships, college courses, and even a federal holiday called Martin Luther King Jr. Day to keep the grievance alive and well. Yet, the fact of the matter is that the greatest, look, look at this, look at David Gray. This takes guts for him to say this as a black American. He said, look at it. Yet the fact of the matter is that the greatest harm done to black Americans has always come at the hands of other black Americans. That, once again, see, when you become Catholic, you have clarity of thought. And, and David Gray, mm-hmm. complete clarity of thought. He, he writes, even if we were to blow up the historical grievance at its root, that it was the elites of, of various West African states who captured and sold their own people, their undesirables, debtors, and prisoners to the European slaveholders, a practice throughout Africa, which was not different than practice throughout the whole world. We find mm-hmm. something consistent with the pattern, that it is blacks who harm blacks at equal or greater rates than those other races harm blacks. And they well, that's, profit- a, that's that's born out in law enforcement, just 80% yeah. of the crimes blacks commit, it's black-on-black crime. That's a fact. Yeah, we know that from law enforcement. We've known that yep. for 30 years. And that have profited by the betrayal. Therefore, when we come to Margaret Sanger's recruitment of the black 
Say it again, Paul. The black... Uh, bourgeois. Bourgeois. The black bourgeois educators, medical professionals, and preachers to evangelize artificial contraception eugenics to black Americans. It fits neatly into the well-established pattern. Any black American reading the Negro Planned Parenthood pamphlet from 1940 would have been immensely impressed with all of the black bourgeois present from Sigma Pi, uh, Sigma Pi Phi, Jack and Jill of America, Greek Letter Fraternity and Sororities, Urban League, the National Association of the Advancement of Colored People, academics from the historical black colleges and universities and medical professions, the members of Negro Service Division, Negro Advisory Council of the Negro Project and of the Birth Control Federation uh, of America that, Mar- that Margaret Sanger was, a- was able to round up was truly impressive. It was the who's who of black America 1940. And the article list, again, uh, black educators, politicians, and pastors, people that were highly educated that she used. She used these people to evangelize the black community to accept birth control and depopulation. Paul, the next paragraph. The, uh, the importance, it says. Hold on, let me get to it. Yeah, the, okay. It says the importance and symbolism. Okay, got it. Got, got you. The importance and symbolism of gathering together many of the who's who of the black elite to send a clear message to the lower class blacks that Margaret Sanger and the Negro Birth Control Project was trustworthy in seeking their much needed white approval and white acceptance, the black bourgeois had just coalesced together to lead black America to the slaughter, and it would continue to today. Wow. Said like a true Catholic, you know, he speaks, yeah. speaking truth, Jess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a, again, we know, Jess, and, and I'm not trying to get sidetracked here, but we know that uh, it's important to say these things because. Um, uh, history tends to not paint an accurate picture of things, and it, it's important that people know the truth. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, so according to Margaret Sanger Papers Project, the Negro Project was, <clears throat> quote, a project of the Extension Department in cooperation with the Medical, Public Information, and Regional Organizations Department. The Negro Project was supervised by a special committee included Margaret Sanger, Mary Lasker, and Clarence Gamble. It was guided by a National Negro Advisory Council comprised of representatives of 25 major black organizations and universities and included many prominent black leaders. With the help of local community organizations, the Negro Project assembled clinical data to influence the adoption of clinics and contraceptive techniques primarily in the black communities of the South. The Negro Project managed two demonstration projects in Nashville, Tennessee, and Berkeley County, South Carolina. Just want to add this, you know, why such a focus on the Negro Project? You know what I mean? It was focused on blacks and, you know, under the guise of we just want to help the community. We want to, you know, we, you know, we, we, you know, we, we want, we want to reduce the population so that you guys can live uh, the American dream and this materialist society, you know, it's all the wrong things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The selective breeding applied, the uh, breeding applied science under the term eugenics was coined by British biologist Francis Galton in 1883. 
by taking the roots of the Greek words for good and origin. And by the 1920s and 30s, eugenics found its footing in the U.S. and was adopted by mainstream scientists, doctors, and the general public. While eugenics was primarily concerned with advocating for childbearing among the fit classes and discouraging and suppressing childbearing among the inferior stock. The contribution of Margaret Sanger was advocating for the use of artificial birth control to promote eugenics among poor populations in the U.S., saying in 1920 that birth control is nothing more or less than the facilitation of the process of, here it is, weeding out the unfit and of preventing the birth of defectives. That's what she thought about blacks, in her own words. Unfit weeds and defectives. It is a misunderstanding of motives that leads some to conclude that Margaret Sanger was a racist and that it was her racism against blacks that drove her passion for eugenics. On the contrary, what drove Sanger's passion for eugenics was something as equally as sinister. It was her passion for elitism and imperialism. Her passion to weed out the unfit among, among all those beneath her is evidenced by a November 12, 1939 letter to American advertising legend and eugenics philanthropist Albert D. Lasker, in which Margaret Sanger writes the following, quote, You are quite right in assuming that poor white people down south are not much better off than the Negroes, but there has been at least a start in several states to help the poor whites, and as there is not sufficient time for a nurse, nor the materials left over for the Negroes, they are just left out, out of the service in most of the states. That is why I was anxious to have a special fund directed for the Negroes, and you have been good enough to meet that need. Good job. Oh, she's, a hero. She, yeah. she's a hero then. She should be celebrated. We ought to have exactly. Margaret Sanger Day in, uh, yeah. in the black community, right? Lift her up. Exactly. She wanted to do so much. Yeah. Uh, it was the belief of Margaret Sanger that there were not adequate resources among whites to help reduce the population of undesirable blacks that she sought to recruit influential black Americans to execute her artificial birth control eugenics plot. On December 10, 1939, she wrote to Dr. Clarence James Gamble about why the Negro Project in the South was so important. Dr. Gamble was an American doctor and the heir of the Procter & Gamble soap company, Fortune. Aside from his uh, access to wealth for Sanger's purposes, Gamble was also a passionate advocate of birth control and eugenics and founded Pathfinder International in 1957. Uh, to be a worldwide eugenic sponsor. Uh, in the letter, Sanger writes to Dr. Gamble in the following words. Miss hmm. Rose sent me a copy of your letter on December 5th, and, and I note that you doubt it worthwhile to employ a full-time Negro physician. It seems to me, from my experience, where I have been in North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, and Texas, that while the colored Negroes have great respect for white doctors, they can get closer to their own members and more or less lay their cards on the table, which means their ignorance, superstitions, and doubts. They do not, they, they do, not do this with the white people. And if we can train the Negro doctor at the clinic, he can go among them with enthusiasm and with knowledge, which I believe will have far reaching results among the colored people. His work, in my opinion, should be entire with the Negro profession and the nurses, hospital, social workers, as well as the county's white doctors. His success will depend on his personality and his training by us. 
Yeah. So the black the doctors minute, and black politicians and black pastors, they were they be, they were the foot soldiers of Margaret Sanger. Yes, the minister's work is also important, and also he should be trained, perhaps by the federation, as to our ideals and the goal that that we hope to reach. We do not want word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population and the ministers is the man who can straighten out that idea if ever it occurs to any of the more rebellious members. <laughs> wow. prior, um, prior to writing to Dr. Gamble, Margaret Sanger outlined in a letter, and we'll read that, we'll follow in the next segment, in a letter to a Miss Damon, who she called Sally on November 24th, 1939, about finding recruits at the historical black colleges and universities and how they are to spend how they are to spend a year to evangelize eugenics in the black communities in consideration of the whole. When we find Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in those aforementioned spaces of 57, 60, and 66, evangelizing the benefits and the need for birth control eugenics in the black community, we have to consider him in the body of work begun by Margaret Sanger in the 1930s to identify, train, pay, and use black Americans to destroy black America, to, to use the black bourgeois class to exterminate the black poor class. This is not the space to examine the critical needs that early 20th century black Americans had for white approval and white acceptance, but it suffices to say that nothing is more important for the black bourgeois class than to imitate the white bourgeois class in America in every conceivable way. Me and Paul will just, uh, we have a lot of comments to make about this on the next segment. We'll leave it all to our commentary. Jesus 911, Jess Romero, Paul Clay, talking about this uh, in, insidious, wicked person called Margaret Sanger and the way she hoodwinked Dr. Martin Luther King, Reverend Martin Luther King. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. We're here every Tuesday and Thursday to meet your needs, to speak the truth in charity. We're drawing from a well-written article written by my friend, a friend of the show. His name's David Gray. Uh, he's, uh, the, the article's called Martin Luther King and Planned Parenthood. You can find it on onepeter5.com. Uh, it's just it's just loaded with 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 facts that people don't know. The, here's how the article ends. He says, "Neither is there space here to examine the relationship between the eugenics movement, the Democrat Party of America, and the pseudo religion type of dependence and allegiance that the vast majority of Black Americans have to the Democrat Party." But it suffices to say that the Democrats have faithfully carried out the Negro Project tactic of identifying, training, paying, and using black Americans to keep the lower classes in line. Yes, from Reverend Adam Clayton Powell Jr. to Jesse Jackson Sr. to Barack Obama to Kamala Harris to Al Sharpton, Sharpton, (laughs) all of whom are eugenicists. They're members of the black bourgeois and ministers of the Democrat pseudo-religion. And if you don't think that the Democrat Party is a religion, guess who went to go give a talk at Martin Luther King's church? I think it's called you know, Ebenezer Church. Joe Biden, the president, yeah. went to go speak there. 
And uh, the, the pastor there is a, is a, is a senator, uh, Senator Warren, uh, forget his last name. Uh, uh, Raphael Warnock. He's a senator and he's a Protestant pastor at the same time. Can you imagine yeah. a, a, a Catholic priest from the FSSP being a senator at the same time and a Catholic pastor at the FSSP or the Institute of Christ the King? That would never happen. But you got, you got uh, Warnock, who's a pastor, who is a, a senator, as, and the president. Uh, hey, hey, is, Jess, wait, 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 wait. I thought they believed in separation of church and state. No? Oh, yeah, that's right. No. They do believe in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's so, the last uh, again, I want Paul to comment. I want, let me yeah. just, it says, therefore, we do not dismiss the harm that Martin Luther King Jr. unleashed upon black American community by his marrying the social civil rights movement with maternal and prenatal harm. But we must consider him within the framework of a whole demonic horn in the continuing legacy of the Negro Project that is still alive and well in America. Paul. You've actually met Jesse Jackson and L. Sharpton. Indeed, I have. Within the, you know, the course of my duties on the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, and I got to tell you, the first thing that came to my mind is how in the world does the word reverend equate with these guys? Because I saw, <laughs> no, I, look it, I'm just going to call it like it is, okay? From one cop to another, and for the rest of you guys listening, this is radio card talk. I, I yeah. saw them as look it as a bunch of shysters. Jess, wow. I, you know, clear, wow. you know, listen, I, I, and I heard comments like, uh, you know, you know, you know, I was nearby and I heard them on phone calls, you know, saying, you know, I'm not coming down there unless they pay me X amount of money. It's like, so, you know, you have to pay for them to show up. They don't just show up as, as do-gooders unless, you know, somehow they think it's to their advantage or somebody else, you know, sends them down there. They don't just show up to every, every time there's an incident. But they they they're they're being paid to show up. They're being paid. Don't forget, you know, just how how Marxism and uh, and this whole uh, communist push on America works. They take people who are so disenfranchised and and uh, you know who who they can use and uh, according you know and you know to to carry out uh, their ideas about where they want to go. And so they they use. Uh, the black community in that way in this country. I'm sure of it. 100%. They're in it, they're in it for themselves. And they're, yes. in it to, they're in it to make their own dynasty, their own empire, the Sharpton dynasty for his progeny. Oh, uh, you know, the well, it's uh, money It's the, profitable. It's profitable. Just yeah, follow the, the money. The Jackson dynasty for his progeny as well. Terry, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Paul, it's interesting. Jesse Jackson, he used to be pro-life. I've seen YouTube videos of, of him. Uh, he was, uh, I, I, re I heard this one YouTube video where Jesse Jackson said that abortion is genocide. I mean, this was like, like 30 yeah. years ago. But uh, obviously he, he went pro, yeah, he went pro-abortion because like you just said, follow the money. Follow yeah, the money. and uh, by the way, did, and Barack Obama used to say that marriage should be between a man and a woman. That's right. <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? Uh, listen, these people will say and do anything in order to, you know, uh, you know, at whatever comes to mind at the moment, whatever they feel is, a, you know, uh, will, will be to their advantage, that's what they do. And it's sad. It's really sad because if there, ha if there ever was a group of people who needed 
clarity and who needed, uh, you know, a hand, it, you know, the black community in America. Uh, you might even be tempted, Jess, when you look and you see Margaret Sanger, you could you could almost see her looking at Skid Row and saying, this is why, you know, I wanted eugenics. You know what I mean? Yes. Because all of this that exists. But let me tell you, that exists because America has turned its back on God. Because they have a band, you know, King David said, I have been young and now I'm old and I have to see those trusting in him, begging for bread in the streets. It is liberal policies that allow the drugs and allow all the dysfunction. Okay, it is not the fact that, you know, we just let these undesirables just reproduce and, you know, they become homeless and an eyesore. This is the result, the end result of their ideological viewpoint. And it, this is what happens when you reject the order and the goodness of God. You have chaos. You have Satan, who is the author and master of chaos. You reject the freedom that Christ provides. If the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Mm -hmm. And you get the opposite. You get bondage. You get slavery. And that's exactly where we're heading, Jess. Paul, you know, that's, there's a good website. And, it's, and this is a man. I know him. His name is... Uh, He's a Protestant pastor. His name's Pastor uh, Clenard Childress. He lives in uh, Oakland, California. I spoke with him at many pro-life events. He's got a website that's called blackgenocide.org. It's just, it just worth mm -hmm. people just going to that website. He puts all the facts on this. And he's hated by his fellow black pastors because mm -hmm. he's an absolute truth teller. And he's, he's very good friends with the Catholic Church. I could see this man coming into the... Cat In fact, he wears a crucifix around his neck. Uh, Amen. Yeah, but he, he's, 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 he's been in jail many times because, again, uh, you know, these bubble zones out there in California where you're not supposed to stand in front and pray and, and pray in front of an abortion clinic. He just says, no, I'm an American. I can do this. And they take him to jail. But he's got a great website. It's called blackgenocide.org. If anybody wants to get all the facts and more... On what David Gray, he probably just teased you with this article. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's just a, a one-stop shop, so you can see the systemic genocide by Planned Parenthood and the abortion clinic on the black community. It's called BlackGenocide.org. And I'll tell you, Paul, this is not the. We have a bunch of eugenicists. You, Bill Gates mm -hmm. is a eugenicist. He he's been he's on YouTube saying, uh, uh, you know, a depopulation through vaccination. You know, Bill Gates is, is a eugenicist. George Soros is a eugenicist. Uh, Freemasonry. Yeah, Freemasonry. Ted Turner, the, the, the founder of CNN. These people put their money, they pull their money together, and they're trying to find ways to be depopulate planet Earth. Contraception and abortion are some of the methods that they use, but they also believe in war. Uh, again, the, the, uh, the, the jab, we don't want to say another yeah. name because I don't want to get... They, uh, whatever way that they can depopulate the earth, they're going to do it. And, uh, these people are just absolutely wicked, but. And Jess, why do you, why do you think they want to depopulate the earth? I have my ideas. I just want to know what yours are. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, I can't wrap my mind around their way of thinking, but I can tell you that these leftist woke, wicked people that I've just named, they have a fascination with death. They love to see death. They love to see people dying. Why? Because that's just like their father, Satan, who says in John chapter yes. 10, verse 10, I come to kill, steal, and destroy. John 8, mm -hmm. 44. He is a murderer mm -hmm. and a liar from the very beginning. These wicked, woke leftists, 
They have a fascination with death, Paul, killing yeah. babies, the people dying through the jab, people dying through the this this virus yeah. that's been unleashed, well, uh, people dying through war. They love yeah. the, euthanasia, kill the old people in the hospitals. Yeah. yeah, listen, a culture of death, as you know, Jess, yeah. that's what it is, and that's what they promote. You know, uh, uh, Jesus is the author of life and Satan is all about death and destruction. And so as we in the church, you know, are seeking to be conformed to the image of our blessed Lord, they are becoming conformed to the image of Satan who hates the Imago Dei. He hates the image of, of you know, that man, uh, the fact that man was created in the image of God. And so he so there you're right. There's that spiritual component, this this vehemence that's unleashed against anything that has to do with life, that has to do with goodness, that has to do with the order that God set in motion at creation in the natural order. That's right. Uh, and uh, as Catholics, remember, Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is pro-life. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So if you're a follower of Christ, Catholic, Orthodox, or Protestant, you must be pro-life because our founder is pro-life, our leader is pro-life, our God is pro-life, our king is pro-life, our master is pro-life, our savior is pro-life. And as Catholic, He's the author of life. Yeah, we must fight the Acts 3.15. He's the author of life. We must fight this evil until the day we die. And we will fight it, but Catholics... Don't be afraid. We serve a mighty king and we serve a 12-star general who names the Blessed Virgin Mary, the virgin who's Amen. most powerful, who has some heavy combat boots, according to Genesis 3.15. She has smashing power over Satan and Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, causes the devil to flee, according to Scripture. Right. And so as Catholics... Don't be afraid. We already know how this ends. We win. These are just mop-up operations. Pip, pick yes. up your mop and, and just clean up the mess and, let's, and, and live in a state of grace and let's prepare for takeoff one day. As the Lord yes. says, he says, yes. uh, you know, uh, he says that, you know, look, look, look to the sky because your redemption is at hand. Christ is coming mm -hmm. back. Catholics, yeah. you know, uh, hold your heads up high. Pick up those mops and clean up the mess. And let's prepare for that victory lap. Let's prepare for glory. Amen. And again, I say amen. <laughs> That's a wrap. Jesus 911, two-man car. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what you hear, send this show to your friends and evangelize your friends. You can share it uh, with everyone uh, that you love. All the shows from vmpr.org, uh, specifically the Jesus 911 shows. Up next, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics, coming towards the Midwest Command Center. As for us, we are EOW. We're end of watch. We are out. God bless you. Keep the faith. <laughs> <laughs>